Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about haircuts, witherspoons, and we have part three of our interview with Martha Lawton from the podcast Squanderlust. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Kindness Project. I am joined by a man who is tired a girl who is tired and you are speaking to a host who is very tired we are all tired today we are persevering regardless uh i'm joined by russell dames charlotte dames and my name is chris dames yes that is indeed. how are we doing ladies and gentlemen apart from being tired oh we're good we're good we're good yeah. how are you russ i'm not bad i'm not bad just fired just tired. Just yeah, tired. Uh, we decided to, like, we've done late night recordings before, but usually it's late enough that we do get to, like, past tired and onto yeah. Lucy. You know, you know what? We, every, every time we do a late night recording, it starts off slow, and then it gets about three minutes in, and we just collapse in hysteria. Now, I'm hoping that this late, particular late night recording, if there's cokes on the go, I'll have one. <laughs> Um, I'm opening this particular late night recording, and actually, we're not recording it at like one o'clock in the morning, we're recording it at eight o'clock at night, but we've all had relatively long days. Thank you, Cassie. Um, we've, we've all had relatively long days, so uh, eight o'clock at night feels like one in the morning, doesn't it? No. I need a power nap. Not quite one in the morning. That's why I should have had. I had a quiet afternoon reasonably, so I should have had a power nap. Should have done. You would have been ready. Now, clearly, I'm wearing a pink shirt. I didn't get the memo about coming completely dressed as a ninja because you two <laughs> have come entirely in black. I'm not entirely in black. You just can't see the bit. And also, my hair looks oh. like I've got like what's that thing called? Oh, that's rude. That is. Um, no, because I <laughs> like because I bleached it blonde, and then I got a haircut, so it's just the top bit that's blonde. Highlights. Highlights. Yeah, I had highlights before when yeah. I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Maybe now, what the the thing you don't know, Russ, is Charlotte was going to have a Russ Dame special. So Charlotte wanted an act like a, a, all the rare show does. Oh, yeah. She wanted a skinhead. <laughs> and and uh, Cassie actually took um, Charlotte around the hairdressers <laughs> and, said, and said two things. Number one, don't have your hair cut short, otherwise you'll make me cry. That's not what she said. What did you say? You told me that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Am I, right. What did you say to me? Uh, I said that she said I would break her heart if I cut all my hair cutting, off. Cutting all your hair off would break her heart. Oh, why did you want to go skinhead, though? Because I want to. Because she wants to. She's 18. She's got the complete freedom and flexibility to do whatever she wants with her own hair. Um, and number two, apparently, Cassie said, don't shave all your hair off. You look like Russ. <laughs> now, I thought that was quite offensive, oh, well. personally. <laughs> I think you're a legend and you've got a genius haircut. Um, but It's a classic, isn't it? It's a classic. Sorry, sorry let me just clarify. It's not that creative. <laughs> it, no. I mean, I'm, much, it, I'm, much, 
I much prefer Charlotte's here. It's uh, Thank you. Uh, just shaven. Okay, so unofficial question of the podcast. Ross, have you ever thought doing about doing that thing where you like completely bleach it over and get the funky patterns on? I, don't, I did go blonde once. I bleached blonde in Yeah, one. like there's, oh. there's people who like professionally paint. But I looked a little weird. Sorry. What would you have painted on your head, Russ? If you if you could have anything painted Sorry, on your I, head. I've seen that geezer that does the darts. I can't remember his name now. He had a he had a lizard on the side of his head. Right. <laughs> I think I'd go for that. Lizard. Mm. I saw someone and they had like white under and then red stars. Ooh. Yeah, yeah that, that could be fun. Okay. Nice. okay, so it is is the first unofficial question of the podcast. Um what if you if hair was no object, you could grow whatever hairstyle you want, what hairstyle would you have, Russ? Oh. Oh, oh he likes it. Did you did you sit, did you listen to that audible think, act think, of shock think, and surprise? When I was ten years old, I, I wasn't as old as fifteen. I was probably ten. I went into a. I mean, uh, ten. <laughs> our favourite. Right, right, let's just get this established. Were you ten, fifteen, or in oh, certain of age? Here? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I was around the ten age, and I, I took a around the ten or the ten. Yeah, around the ten. Around the ten. Could, could it have been nine? I took a I took a clipping from a magazine to our favourite barbers at the uh, at the cemetery. You remember suicide it? Suicide seats. Yeah, yeah suicide seats. That is nice. You should never go to a barber's with a nickname like suicide seat, but we didn't I, have much choice. I, did we? I had quite a barney on that at that point. I said to him, I want to look like Rick Ashley, and he said, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> and you're never going to give that up, right? So, yeah. No. Really. You just... Oh, we clearly let you down. That, that barber <laughs> let you down. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, so would you would you ideally then like to go for a Rick Ashley haircut? Would you not, like not it? now, but when I was younger, I, I what haircut would you, uh, I, you I, I like haircut would you go for now? I like the haircut I have. Yeah, what haircut would you go for? The one you've got, or less, or less. Give me I a more. you won't need an haircut. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is so. True. I, I mean, the good, the only good news about my baldness is that it's going from the top. So, like, I you thought can... you were going to say it was saving you money at the barbers. No, but because I still need an haircut. You know what? I mean, bear in mind, Russ, that our dad they went bald charge, when he was. They don't charge you full price, surely. You're only cutting half the year. <laughs> but they don't charge per inch, do they? They charge per haircut. If I, I hope they charge per inch, I might because I'd save a decent amount of money, wouldn't I? Because they wouldn't have to do the top. But have you ever gone into a barber's where they've gone right? You haven't got that much to cut. We're only charging you half price. No. Now share the share the skinny on how you get your haircut because you're. Skinny. You're you're a home haircut job, aren't you, Russ? Oh God! Are you a home haircut job? I am. 
Uh, who does your hair? I'll, I'll bake something honest for you. I refuse to pay a tenner for somebody just to mow across my head. <laughs> a tenner? Yeah, a tenner. Right. That's how, how much a hair mine, mine costs me. As, as, how much do I pay in haircuts? I go. So the weird thing is, it's like, if you compare it to a... Yeah, but um, you have treatments done, don't you? Well, not treatment. So I have a Turkish shave, and like, I love a Turkish shave. There's nothing better than a Turkish shave. Um, but I have a Turkish shave. I've got hot towels. 22 quid. Oh. And I think that's perfectly reasonable. That's, why, you want... you're, that's why you're on financial planner money. Yeah, now I'm on minimum <laughs> money. Yeah, you're on I ain't paying 10 quid for an haircut money. That's, that's what you're right. on. That's, that's what you're right. on. I mean, I mean, what what could persuade you, Russ, to invest ten pounds in an aircraft? I wouldn't. I'd just Ever. Just... If no. you had a million quid in the bank, you wouldn't spend ten quid no. on an aircraft. No, I don't even I... if they were going to put like fun patterns. I'll be honest with you. The day I'm unhappy with having it done at home, it'll be the day that I go elsewhere to have it. I thought it was going to say it was the I thought you were going to say it's the day I die. I'm never going to be unhappy with her. That makes no sense at all, what you just said. The day that I'm sick of doing it at home is the day I go to the barbers. Of course it is. Where else are you going to go? There's two reasons I don't go to barbers. I don't like people coming in contact with me. I don't like being touched at all. Oh, you know what? Right, next time he's down. While Sophie's poking him with a plastic <laughs> sword, like uh, she likes to do. Oh no, she you made, go no, back. No, no, I'm going to make one in bushcraft. Sorry, you made one special in bushcraft. Did yeah. Did. You have got a. Send me a picture. You have got a special poking coming up. And I am going to leave her mine when I leave. So. So you can get poked with two swords. So what we're going to do is, when next time you're down, Sophie's going to poke you with swords. Um, I'm going to pay £22 for my, for my barber to come round and not cut your hair, just touch your head, just just to make you feel special. How about that? Yeah, Joe, just to clarify, I did get a nice surprise today. Oh, go on. And it wasn't an haircut. I answered the phone earlier. Daddy. What? I say to him, what's the matter? You never phone. <laughs> he said, I've just phoned for a chat. Um, you always call me up, or I phone you. Oh, nice. What did you chat about? Uh, me smoker, me kitchen smoker, and me new air, air purifier. Well, it, it's got to be the it's got to be the granddad appreciation week because we've both been round to see granddad this week. <laughs> this week, how about last week? Oh, last week, and uh, I went Friday, so we. I went we, Tuesday. We we we've both been round to. To see him. Was it Tuesday? Um, yeah. But he, what he wanted to talk to me about, Russ, is our boat trip coming up. Oh, no. Because what he said, and if you don't know, listeners, we're going on a bit of a family boat trip. It's me, Russ, and uh, my dad. Um, and apparently, you are whipping boy for the trip. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said to me. Oh, bad. Um, so, how, how are we feeling about that? I'm fine with that. As he mentioned to you lot that he's uh he's unhappy that the uh all the local pubs have modernised, all the local breweries have modernised. Oh, no. He needs to get with the times. I like a good like gastro style 
like sort of no warm beer and a cold lager and a, something nice to eat. There's absolutely nothing wrong with a Witherspoons. Two dinners for six quid. And four quid, and you've got an haircut. <laughs> Why are you all blurry, Russ? Why am I all blurry? I don't yeah. know. All right, okay, fair enough. Anyway, uh, two dinners for six quid, is that good value? Yeah. So do you... How do you... much would you pay... If they did two dinners for six quid plus an haircut for, if they did it for eight quid, would you would you pay it? No. Two dinners. Sorry, would... let me just clarify. I've never brought the two dinners for six quid off the menu, so uh, I can't say whether it's good value or not. But... Russ, just for clarification, if you buy more than two two dinners, <laughs> do you still pay six quid for the two dinners? Or do you just pay full price for all yeah, three? So, so if you bought three dinners, what would you get for? It's two dime for six quid, and then you pay whatever the cost of the... Okay, so if you bought four dinner dinners, with. would it be 12 pounds? If you ordered off that set menu, yeah. All right, if you buy, if you buy in bulk, if you get 30 dinners, how much is... Yeah, is that in? like 15 times six, 60... <laughs> 96 pounds? Let's go with yeah. <laughs> Let's go with yeah. You don't seem so sad enough. As you know, Chris, my grasp of numbers is not great. Let's go with it's yeah. It's 90. It's not 96. I did six times six. I, I don't know where. I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Charlotte's up to in terms of giving you wrong numbers. Multiplication. But, but let's go with yeah. I'm not saying let's go with yeah, Russ. I'm saying if you've got some time tomorrow. Pop in your local Weatherspoons. Right, ask right. for 30 dinners. Don't tell them what it's about. See how much the price is. Are you paying the bill, though? Yeah, you're paying the 90 quid. Um, or more. Um, um, let's go with yeah. <laughs> 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 let's go with yeah. I mean, it's that... an experiment. Are you going to pay the 90 pounds? Let's go with. How about yeah. this? You find 30 of our listeners. <laughs> Pay for the six quid dinner for each of them. Right. That would be a six quid dinner by, for each of yeah. And then, then ask them if it's good venue for money. Or have you got have you got twenty nine friends? Have I got? Have I got twenty? No, I've got twenty two. I'm really sorry. I've got twenty two. Not anymore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, should, we, should we have a brief conversation on the podcast about my Facebook uh, absences or not? Or should we save that to the next episode? I think that's probably a bit of a longer conversation. I think we, need we, we need to save for the next episode on that one. But I have now got no personal profile on Facebook because uh, I've got randomly hacked. So we'll talk about that next time. On, the best on, us, on that note, it's never happened to you two. Yeah. On that note... <clears throat> Let's do the uh, visual question of the podcast. Right, uh, what did you, how did you spend your last birthday? How did you spend your last birthday? We had a, we had a shindig. We did have a shindig. We had a party because you were 18, yeah. boy. How did you spend your last birthday, Russ? Uh, I think I spent my last birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm Was it a... ordering 30 dinners in Weatherspoon? <laughs> no. Let's go with yes. Let's go Let's with go yes. With 
I can honestly say I haven't got 30 friends to take him with us both. Well, right. you wouldn't need 30 friends, Rush. You just need 29. 29, then, yeah. I'll tell you about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, and, like, they don't even have to all be friends, just as long as they pay for themselves. You I know? particularly celebrate birthdays. Okay. They do. I can't remember what we did for my last birthday. Where were we? Were we away? Were we? Oh, I think we did much. You usually go to that, that beach up. For your birthday, don't you? Yeah, we normally go to the beach art. Uh, did we do beach art last year, Cassie? I think we might have done. Um, but yeah, uh, Sophie wants to say something. You know what you do, Russell? Yeah, what? You say on the invitation at Weatherspoon, I'm going to pay for all your food. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have enough money. You're going to have to pay for your own. That's what you do. Yeah, that, is that considered a scam, though? No, it's just a subtle lie. Is that, is that a scam? Because you but, don't actually have enough money because you didn't bring it. Is, is, that, is, that, is that... What's the difference between a scam and a subtle lie? A scam is like... When you intentional. Say, when someone you say... Yeah, right. Uh, is that a scam? <laughs> Let's go with yeah, you. Yeah, you bring um, up for the invitation and someone on the other end just gets a scan likely on their phone come up. Um, let's move on. Uh, tell us what you got up to on your last birthday. Russell and I are so old we can't remember. Charlotte knows exactly what she was doing, um, but we'd love to hear from oh, you. Why, why are you doing your next birthday, Dad? Because that's coming up. Yeah, it's the birthday that scarily puts me closer to 50 than it does to 40. 45 years of age. Yeah, well, you know, rounding. That's how that works. Sorry? Yeah, but if you were to round it, you'd round up because it's above... Yeah, but no, no, no. I'm I'm officially 44 and a bit until the 17th of August. So I'm still... Should I say that on the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. I have now. Um, Other dates are available. Um, uh, but the um, uh, the reality is that if you're under 45, you round down, don't you? If you're Why under the middle, and then you start rounding up. Why don't you share your address? See how many. I might as well. Let's go with no on that one, so Russ. What, what you've just, what Let's you've go just, with no on that one. What you've just shared is not only your um, date of birth, but. In a, in a certain way, your year of birth, because people know exactly how old you're going to be. So you've just given away your entire birthday. Yeah, and and, and seeing as I've recently got my Facebook hacked, I don't know whether I don't know whether sharing personal details on a podcast is a particularly good idea, but we've done it now. So uh, so that's it. Let's let's go and cut that bit out. Yeah, Russ. Um, he, he won't cut. He it won't out. cut it out. It's that in. So let us know what you got up to on your last birthday. You can get in touch with us in the following ways. Oh, me. This is my bit. Um, on Twitter, we're at Olakinis. If you want to find us on Facebook, don't look for Dad because he won't be there. I'm not. Uh, I'm not there <laughs> anymore. If you search The Kindness Project, we should come up. If you type The Kindness Project podcast into Google, we should come up. Um, 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 website www.thekindnessproject.co.uk email www.thekindnessproject.co.uk anywhere else please don't yeah just email us get don't, in touch don't Twitter use, don't use all of dad's details to find please, please don't please don't hack any of my uh, bank accounts or any of that please please <laughs> I, I beg of you um, but here's the interesting thing and this might be a discussion for a future episode of the podcast 
I'm not missing Facebook, Russ. It's not like right. It's coming now. I'm not missing social media at all at the minute. So I'm quite, I'm quite relaxed. Let me explain to you what that is. The only, the only social media you actually managed yourself was Facebook. Right. After all, you have a social media. That's why you don't miss it. Because you're never there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, I mean, I tell you, I tell you what, my theory is: there's now no expectation on me to check it because I'm not there, and that then has saved me probably about an hour, I, an hour I, and a half, two hours I a day. I totally agree with that. And I, I am toying whether to set up a new account or actually. <laughs> Just not to bother. And I think my inclination at the minute, seeing as nothing has been negatively impacted on my life and I've got loads more time to do stuff that's more meaningful, is not to bother. Uh, so I, un, unofficial I think that's quite important, having more time to yourself. I find myself of a night looking through Facebook for a couple of hours. Yeah. Sitting there aimlessly looking at stuff. But then, but then, is there any value in it? Like in terms of that, like, like I, I like that. I like that ability to to sort of see where people that you're not in contact with all the time. That that connection, but it's not a real connection. Well, you this is the I thing. Mean. You know what? You know what's interesting. Since I've, I mean, you clearly can't get away from matter because I'm, I'm using whatsapp a lot more anyway but since i haven't had a facebook account one of the big things i've done is reach out to more people individually for a more meaningful connection so not not assuming that they're going to check my facebook and know what i'm up to but actually having conversations directly or sending messages that's directly that's to people that matter that's one of the best side effects of doing something like that detoxing like that well, I, I didn't do it on purpose. Somebody no, had the account, no, but, choice, but 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 an, an, an accidental detox. Maybe that maybe that's exactly what I needed. Um, but yeah, interesting. Anyway, on on that note, let's move on to a little bit of uh, kindness news. And this is cat edition. And what we're talking cat and gaming edition. And what we're talking about is. Uh, the game Strain. Now, this is a game that uh, my youngest daughter, Sophie, who uh, you heard on the podcast earlier, who's now wandered off, uh, has actually just completed. But the, She says the, she's going to replay it because you've got to speed run, speed run it in two hours for a trophy, even though it took her 10 plus hours to do it the first time. Uh, and this, this uh, article is video game developer behind Stray helps raise money for homeless cats. The video game developer that released the hotly anticipated game Stray has helped charities for homeless cats raise money. Annapurna Interactive called to create the game Stray, which focuses on a lost cat that has become separated from its family. The cat must find its way out of the city and is pop- that is populated by robots and machines. And in the spirit of the game, the company has partnered with cat charities to raise funds and awareness by giving away copies of the game. Players donated $5 to be entered into a competition to win a copy of the game. And the charities involved are the Nebraska Humane Society and Cats Protection, a UK cat charity. 
as the competition drew to a close, Nebraska Humane Society raised $7,000 from 560 donations. That's especially notable because the vast majority of donations were from people who had never donated before. Um, I love that. Just using the power of you know, uh, gaming, which is increasingly popular, just to raise money for a, um, a cause that you believe in. So well done, the guys at uh, Annapura Digital, uh, the creators behind Stray. Uh, that is amazing work. Well done. Let's talk now in the third part of our interview with Martha Lawton from the uh, podcast Gondolast. Now, I've been on Martha's podcast. It was quite fun. Mm-hmm. She's got a professional recording studio in Soho, London, of all places. Not our little, uh, not our little office in the semi centre. Um, or the dining room table. Or the dining room table when we do it via Zoom. Um, but um, yeah, it was great chat to Martha. Uh, and this is the last part of her interview. Shall we have a listen? Yeah. One of my favourite stories um, is, and and I get the I get the opportunity to to tell this quite a lot. Is um, every year. So my dad's in his early 70s now. Mm-hmm. And every year I get to go away with my dad. So we've done it for about 10 years. And what we do is we pick a place, fly out somewhere and just have a, have a really good time. And um, I, <laughs> I say this in the context of somebody who's given the responsibility to look after people's life savings but can mm-hmm. still make really silly mistakes. Mm-hmm. So the last time we went away was 2019. Yep. It was Gibraltar nice. um, and flew out there um, and I booked the Hotel Gibraltar, thought I'd done all the planning right, um, uh, uh, it was 10 minutes from the airport, all good stuff. So flew out there 10 o'clock at night um, and um, got in a cab, mm-hmm. the cab driver said I'm really sorry I can't take you to the Hotel Gibraltar, I was like well why not, well, what's the problem, she, he went with well, the Hotel Gibraltar is not in Gibraltar. It's in Spain. Oh. <laughs> so I literally booked a hotel in oh. the wrong country. Um, so we had to, I had to drag my 70-odd-year-old dad, who's still in pretty good shape but not happy at this point, yeah. um, across the border to, 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 uh, to this hotel. It was 10 minutes walk. Don't worry, don't worry, we'll get a cab. You know, we'll yeah. get a taxi to the, to, to the hotel. And realised that we didn't have any euros because we assumed uh, that we were staying in Gibraltar and they used pounds. So I had, to, I had to literally walk my dad 20 minutes down the road to this hotel. <laughs> um, and and, and like the, the reason I mentioned that story is just like people make and you know, yeah. you know in terms of in terms of like in all aspects of our lives, I think we just need to be open about more open about the stuff going wrong sure. because it allows us as humans to turn around and go, that doesn't define us. Absolutely. You know, those mistakes aren't definable. They're just things that are always going to happen, right? What do Absolutely. you think? Absolutely. You know, well. Exactly that, exactly that. I mean, clearly you've never booked a hotel in the wrong country. I wouldn't have... Uh, <laughs> not that I can remember. Exactly, I exactly. But I, I have very much turned up at the wrong venue for things, <laughs> on the wrong dates. Um, I, yeah, I, I got the date when the clocks changed wrong once and was an hour late for work. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that's was this a... pre-mobile or was this? Uh... Uh, this was 
it was before mobiles were smart enough to, to, to do switch. The right, for okay, you. yeah. And I mean, I just kind of had a bit of a, yeah, my brain just didn't really work on that. I mean, this is also pre diagnosis by some miles as well. So yeah. My ADHD brain just. Just didn't, got just the wrong, didn't compute. Got yeah. the wrong uh, date for, I've for got, when it happened. I've got no excuse. I've got no <laughs> reason for my mistake, though. That's a problem. Well, um, I, I mean, I can now blame everything on the ADHD, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure that's actually Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely ADHD. Um, yeah. what, what, what do you find in terms of both the work you do, the conversations mm. you have with guests, all mm. of that sort of good stuff? What do you find the biggest misconception is about money? Biggest misconception about money, or the biggest misconception about managing it? The biggest misconception Both. about... Let, let's uh, have one at a time. Okay. So the biggest misconception about money is that you can somehow say, spend the same pound twice. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, that, which is not a conscious mis- misconception, but it's something that people subconsciously... That manifests. So, well, it, it, it's an over-optimism thing where people think, yeah. I, c- I can... I'll, somehow I'll make it okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow I'll make it okay. And it's because they've not really deeply internalised the idea that once it, once it's gone, it's gone. Gotcha. And you can't spend it again. Um, and so there's that one. And then the biggest misconception about managing money is, and I think we've kind of touched on it in, in the show already, that if you are good at managing money that's all you think about and that it makes you a greedy and ruthless person yeah yeah whereas the perception of financial independence and again i i i speak to people about this quite a lot perception of financial independence as a thing that only people who really care about money care about is absolute madness isn't it you know it's just like sort of you know I, i think it just simplifies that in you know that perception it's it's an interesting one why do you think that is why do you think that is I, I think we have a lot of a lot of stereotypes about um who gets rich yeah and yeah, who yeah. is rich i think there's something about the definition of what it means to be rich yeah yeah um and what's visible i think the people who because the people who have money and don't care about it to the point where they want to show it off or to the point who where they're doing things they shouldn't do mm. in order to get it. Those people aren't visible on purpose because they don't want to be visible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you are if you are financially comfortable and secure or financially independent, however you want to describe it, and you don't want to be flash yeah and you haven't done it in such a way that you're going to get in the papers for mistreating workers or yeah, yeah, yeah. defrauding somebody or whatever it might which be which is the majority of financially independent people right yeah. yeah so if you if you are if you are that person there's no way for somebody to know about yeah that no completely get that you're you're not going off showing off about yeah, it yeah 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 and you're and you're not in the papers for for doing dodgy things, and I, so you're you're I, just kind of living your life quietly. And, and I think I think interestingly that 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 sets a challenge because mm. you know uh, particularly with sort of you know younger people sort of growing up, you know the perception they have of wealth is all about being flashy and showing off and having all of that sort of stuff, whereas you know that 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 ordinary 
sort of like sort of just happy content you know just living a life that they're comfortable with you know and it, that might be aspirational there's nothing sure. against that aspiration yeah, yeah, yeah. but but actually that you know that it you know they're all there seems to be those and again you could argue this about a lot of elements of about a society mm. the the loudest shouters are the extreme ones aren't they and exactly, how, how yeah. do you how do you how do you change somebody's perception on that oh i think <laughs> Again, it depends on, you know, that listening first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and bring it back to, so if you had significantly more money than you have right now, how do you think that would change you? Do you think you would become Yeah. what you say you yeah. despise? Yeah. Or do you think, actually, you That's would That's a great question, it? yeah more aligned to your values and, and yeah. give back and yeah exactly great question i really exactly. like that yeah um i like to uh, i like i like to sort of um uh go into flights of fancies fantasies <laughs> oh you know what i've got to tell you this story i i i'm do you remember because you're we're a similar age aren't we i think we're yeah, sort of yeah. early 40s do you remember choose your own adventure books oh yeah love oh, those. Love, you know what they were like a really big part of my childhood mm. So I was um, I was uh, really um, impressed when my ten year old came home yesterday. Yeah. She went, Dad, um, I've got to do a choose your own adventure presentation at school, and I was like, right, I'm really I'm really into this. And uh, basically, I, and I didn't know this, you can do it on PowerPoint or Google uh, uh, things where you can like make the boxes clickable when it goes to a different, to a different slide. Different slide. Right, right, uh, amazing. I love this. Right, and even even better than that, even better than that. Um, apparently, she Sophie was showing me yesterday. You can make a series of YouTube videos, which right. are basically choose your own adventures because you can yes. you know that boxes at yeah, the end yeah, of a yeah, youtube yeah, video yeah, where you yeah, can click yeah, one or yeah. the other yeah. uh, basically you can just build it so that it's its story right so um Sh- sophie and i last night started working on our own choose your own adventure yeah uh, because we because we both like art um i said i said i said to her right i've got this idea and we would like sort of thinking about like different bizarre ideas and it went completely off tangent like this podcast is <laughs> right now um where um we i said look right why don't we do it where um uh uh, uh we do a mc escher Right. thing Ooh. and it's like set in this like impossible painting where you've got to try and escape from the pos- possible painting oh. and bless her she was amazing because she initially once I showed her the pictures she knew who MC Escher was yeah, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. assumed it was a garage DJ MC Escher <laughs> at the start which I thought was an absolute genius move from and I, I, I want to hear MC Escher's music now do you know what I mean like oh the, my goodness MC Escher yeah, yeah, with yeah, Miss Dynamite yeah, yeah, is definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely yeah, a band yeah, that I want to go yeah, and see yeah. so 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 effectively we like a uh, we like a flight of fantasy yeah. uh, in, in yeah, my yeah. family in my life and on the podcast because this Ooh. is a podcast that we do on a family so I'm giving you a magic wand right, right? and that mag- magic wand will enable you to make the world a kinder more 
financially independent, whatever you want okay. it to be. So you've got a magic wand. What would you wish to okay. change in the world? In the world. That, that to, allowed you to... To create a... a just more, a kinder, more empathetic... What, what, what can we do to, to make ooh. the world a better place? Um, I would... So at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about the fact that I have ADHD and I was recently diagnosed. I would allow every other neurodivergent kid, so anybody with ADHD, autism, dyslexia, dyspraxia, any of those, um, firstly to know about it. So they're not spending their life as I was for so long, questioning and asking themselves what's the matter, but then also give them the support right from that very very early age yeah yeah um see from from the beginning of primary school from from right from that early early age um to live well and i think that would both bring that peace of mind of not questioning what's the matter with me all of that time but also there are really massive material Changes. Changes that would happen as a result of that. Gotcha. Um, so there would be people would get much better educational outcomes because they would know what they needed and what support they needed in school. Yeah. Um, a lot of those things come with emotional challenges and emotional regulation challenges. Because um, the labels that are put on are. Well, yeah. and, and, but I mean, actually, uh, so ADHD, one of the f- features of ADHD, symptoms of ADHD, is difficulty regulating emotions. Yeah. So yeah. I have the right type of emotion for the situation, but I feel it way too intensely. Gotcha. They're gotcha. big emotions and they're right near the surface. Um, and so knowing about that and being able to have strategies to manage those yeah. so that I wouldn't blow up and have a big tempo or cry yeah. at the drop of a hat, whatever it might be. Um you know, being able to kind of manage and, and regulate those emotions better, it would have big knock-on implications in terms of people's relationships, in terms of all sorts of other stuff around health, um, even things like, so people with ADHD that are not diagnosed are more likely to have car accidents. Right, yeah, because yeah. um, they just don't know what, yeah. Yeah, so so because of distractibility and impulsivity and all sorts of other things, risk-taking behaviour. Um, so, so just one, 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 and again, I'll just, <laughs> again, apologies for interrupting no, no, because no, I'm, no, just, no. I'm just curious. Yeah. What it sounds like again is this recent di- diagnosis has been massively, and again, if I've got, if I've got it wrong, sure, tell me. Sure. But but it seems like it's been a real empowering thing in your life. Sure, yes. How do we make sure that we're using that lab that 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 diagnosis yes. to make sure it's empowering and not, not debilitating? A, a label that that puts somebody in a box. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the attitude that you bring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if you say, well, you have ADHD and therefore you, it's the fixed and growth mindset thing again, right? So you have ADHD, so therefore you're in this box as having these symptoms and that means you're kind of useless. Yeah, it's not a problem. It's actually a potential superpower that you've just got a... Yeah, well, even if it's not a a superpower, it it could be. Um, But it's just just how I am. In the same way that I'm short-sighted and I don't label myself for being short-sighted. It's just 
what I yeah what yeah. my eyes adapting are adapting like. your life to yeah you know so so to treat neurodivergence in the same way that we treat eyesight gotcha gotcha um, and just say yeah sure I need glasses I need do you think we're better at it now than we used to be definitely I think okay. we're definitely one hundred percent we're better than we used to be we're nowhere near where we need to be yeah but I think this conversation is happening the fact that I felt comfortable to come on this show and it was practically the first thing I said to you about myself yeah yeah. Um, says that we are improving and I, suppose, and I want to be part of that and I suppose it goes back to everything we've talked about if, there, if there's a sort of recurrent theme it goes back to that element of just being open honest mm. you know and, and again there's got to be a relationship of trust there but being yeah. open and honest about making sure that um, you you um, talk about some of these things in a really you know uh, in a way where you believe somebody's going to understand and have your best interests at heart is probably the starting point to tackle a lot of these challenges right sure sure and i think that when somebody like me who is in other ways basically doing okay um says yeah this yeah. is a facet of my life. Yeah. This yeah. is a It's a dimension, isn't it? Yeah, it's a dimension. Like I, we've all got dimensions of our life. You know, I can maybe change a bit of the perception of what a person with ADHD yeah. is like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not a small boy running around hitting things and yeah. I'm not having this conversation and then going, oh, a squirrel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite loud and outgoing, but when I was a kid and, and at school, I was very, very quiet and shy. And I think that's part of the reason it was missed because right. I was academically strong and very quiet and shy. And that's the opposite of the assumption. stereotype. Yeah, assumption. yeah. Um, but it's actually quite quite common still um and so yeah i think being open changes that stereotype and yes. changes the perception um and when we do that you know we're not putting people in boxes anymore yeah and that allows us to have um more nuanced yeah, conversations yeah, nuanced conversation and and then a more human conversation yeah, about it it's 100%. not theoretical it's yeah it's real yeah. you know um and and we're not defining people by a diagnosis we're yeah. understanding that it's part of a you a, know a complex of, yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know there's there's, mm. there's martha and she makes curries and talks to people about money and you know yeah works in our garden and yeah. and also has adhd and it's but one board. one question that i just want to finish on is yeah. how much how many many of your uh, ingredients are you actually growing in your garden that must be a good opportunity for for, for good curries right um it, it would be but i actually very few because it's it's mostly a flower garden like, ah, right, I'm, okay. not, uh, I'm not a big veggies person my, my youngest loves growing a, a chili and uh mm. you know stuff like that in the garden that's our that's our latest thing we so I have some herbs on the on the windowsill, and huh? there are there'll be coriander leaves because coriander leaves have to be in Everything. almost every curry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so definitely some coriander, but but not so much else. Um, I'm I'm not a big veggie grower. It's all about the flowers where I am. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've really enjoyed the conversation. It's yes. been like a lot of our interviews, quite wide ranging, but amazing insight. Tell our listeners where they can find out a little bit more about you, the work you do, and the podcast. Sure. So 
I am um, at Martha Lawton on Twitter. Uh, you can find me if you want some coaching at MarthaLawton.com. The podcast is Squander Lust. Okay. As in uh, the intense desire to overspend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that an actual word before the... So we... When we came up with it, we thought, oh, this is amazing, it's genius. We put together this word that perfectly sums up what we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and we thought we'd invented it, and no, it's been around since the <laughs> 1930s. Um, <laughs> sadly. It's, it's, it's such a great name. I mean, I, I, I've, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit of name envy on podcasts, because <laughs> our one's just called The Kindness Project. Well, it's just like, it does what it says on the screen. It does, and, it and, does. You know, people, don't, people miss here Squanderlust, which is one of the reasons why I kind of <laughs> have to tell you what I'm, what I'm talking about. But... Um, yeah, we are on all the major podcast apps. Um, Apple, Google, CastBox, Spotify, you name it. Amazing. Um, wherever you want to find us. And we are also at Pod all over social media. Fab. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Cool. So that's the last part of the interview with Martha. Hopefully you really enjoyed that. Who have we got it coming up next week, Russ? Steve Donovan. Steve Donovan talking about Round Table. That is uh, yeah. definitely going to be... Uh, uh, a good interview uh, and we are now at the point in the podcast where tis the end of another podcast but the end is never truly the end because the end is always the beginning of something entirely new and I need to be reminded to pack that mug in my stuff you need to take tis the end one to, to Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh Edinburgh don't Glasgow. take it to Glasgow um, and last week's question of the podcast is what is your greatest uh sporting achievement sam chilton said beat the olympic uh swimmer duncan uh good in a swimming race i was seven it was doggy paddle and i only learned to swim that week and completed the uh, uh and completed the turing board across course with the olympic team i may have to be not uh, i may have been on my backside for the whole two kilometers steve dan said Winning, win, winning the Barking and District Sunday League Third Division Cup. Uh, Dr. Johnny Bananas said, uh, of course, sometimes achievement isn't about performance. I think that's a really important point. I don't think it's about coming first. Um, I think achievement in sport is all personal. Um, and then Scott Ferguson mentioned that uh, I came 132nd out of 115 across country race when I was at school. Admittedly, this doesn't sound impressive, but he ran half of it with a nail in his foot. I don't know what I don't know what the ones who were. Uh... That, that is impressive because I I was unimpaired and I always came last. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Benny Tron on Twitter, Benny Tron 3000, great name, Benny Tron 3000, said. Half court buzzer beater to win a basketball match uh, in a nothing league against a poor team, but he still did it. Uh, Claire Trot ran 10 half marathons in 10 consecutive days and loved it. Uh, Iron Phil, now clearly Iron Phil's in a bit of shape because his Twitter usernames Iron Phil, torn between winning a national championship in motorsport and competing an Ironman triathlon despite twice facing the real risk of perm being permanent in a in a wheelchair. I'd go with the Ironman, I think. Ollie Smith said running the Manchester 10K after not eating solid foods for several months. John said, I came at 18th in a 24-hour bike race, Mountain Mayhem. Uh, and Jim Fat Chat UK said, 
I once uh, came fifth in the Cheddar Challenge Singles Speed Cycle Race. So we've got some impressive uh, listeners and connections on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your uh, sporting wins. Have a lovely week. I um, realised I never shared one last week, and I think I've got a funny one just to end this. Go on, then. Uh, sporting achievement, getting chucked out of the Olympic swimming pool for but swimming. But not doing, yeah. <laughs> getting slung out of the Olympic swimming pool, but not being able to do a conventional, conventional swimming style. Perfect. And on that note, my friends, have a lovely week. Don't stay conventional. Be be everything apart from conventional. And we'll see you next time on The Kindness Project. Bye. Bye.